You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 206. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast. Let me ask you something. Overweight people who weigh themselves regularly, they tend to be more successful at losing weight and keeping it off, which is what the studies actually show. But do you think that special bathroom scales that show body fat in addition to weight offer additional advantages? I have so many clients who ask me this or even show me, oh, this is what my body fat scale showed me this morning or what should my body fat be today and what will it be after the session and what should I look for in body fat? Well, we're going to talk today about these body fat scales because they are becoming popular and I get questions about them all the time. So I want to let you know if they're worth it, if they're accurate, and if you need one all after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, I am going to talk to you about stress eating. Because we are in a stressful time. And so instead of going through a research article today, and I'm not sure that I would even call this an inspirational piece, but I want to call this a reality Eagle's Eye on Health. We are in the election week. It is stressful. And of course, I never know. You're going to listen to this podcast maybe years from now, and I sure hope we are in a better situation than we are today. But today, right now, currently, as I record this podcast, the election is done for presidential candidates, and they are in the process of counting these votes. And I've seen a very interesting thing happening to my clients, to my Earn That Body community. Um, We have a Facebook page, a private Facebook page. And what I'm seeing is that people were already planning to eat bad, to eat comfort food, and to drink a lot of alcohol the day of the election. I thought it was really interesting. I mean, I had clients telling me, well, just so you know, my food log is going to be off tonight because I am already stressed about the election. And it occurred to me that so many people use these stressful situations, I don't want to say as an excuse to just let it all go, but sometimes it's an excuse to let it all go. And I'm not even saying that that's bad, all right? Just so you know, if you are one of those people, you are one of many, many, many. It's not just you. But I do want to talk to you a little bit about the mindset that's going on when we have these stressful situations. So a perfect example is when COVID started. What did everyone do? Everyone let it all go, right? Everyone was drinking every night and baking and eating everything. And there's a reason that they call it the COVID-15. It's like the freshman 15, except sadly at this point, it's becoming the COVID-30 for many people because that pandemic is still going. And so, so many people are using it as this reason to just not take care of themselves. And that is just not going to work over time, right? So when I saw the similar pattern starting to happen with the election, now I hate to tell you, 
But I don't know if this election is going to be over even next week. This could go on for quite some time before we have a real hard set answer. Unfortunately, apparently, someone's going to be doing all kinds of lawsuits here and there, right? So what does that mean for you and your health? Does it mean you just let it go until we find out who the president is? You can't do that. And let me tell you why. Because this is your life. And we cannot control a lot of things in our lives. But we can control our health. We can control our body often. Not always. Sometimes we get an illness we can't control, right? We can control what we put in our mouth, whether it be food or alcohol. We can control so much more than you're willing to see sometimes. And if you took back some of that control, you wouldn't feel so out of control in these situations like the pandemic and like the election. So what I want you to do right now when you listen to to me, when you listen to this podcast, is I just want you to start to to hear some of these things so that maybe the next time there is a stressful time in your life, you remember, hey, I can let it all go right now or I can take back some control because that is a choice. That is a choice that you have to make. And if you let it all go for one day and you get right back on track with your healthy lifestyle the very next day, that is totally fine. Life happens. I'm totally okay with that, all right? But if you're going to let it go for two days, three days, four days, one week, two weeks, three weeks, we are now eight months into a pandemic, it is going to affect your health. And the way that I see it is if I'm going to have to go through a stressful time, then I want to strengthen my body to the best of my ability so it can handle the stress as best as possible. And the way that you do that is by taking care of your body, by eating healthy, by not resorting to alcohol to help you with the stress. Because let me ask you, has any of that alcohol changed anything that's going on? No, we're still in the pandemic and we still have a very stressful election going on and it's not gonna change who's president and it's not gonna change how quickly we get a vaccine. So drinking every night is really just an excuse at this point for you to have a drink and just blame it on the stress, right? But if you want to take action, let's put the alcohol away. Because might I also remind you, if you're a parent, that your children are watching you right now. And every time there's a stressful situation, if you are reaching for a bottle of wine, just know that they are watching and they see that. And they are learning that, oh, okay, when life gets stressful, I drink because that's what I learned from my parents. That sounds so bad, and right now you might hate me for saying these things out loud, or right now you might be like, oh my God, she's right. I need to be careful. I need to be careful what my children see, because what I want your children to see is, yeah, this is a stressful situation. Let's make sure we're taking care of ourselves during stressful times so that we can handle the stress better. When we don't take care of ourselves under a stressful time, It only means that our immune system is going to get lower and lower. We are going to feel worse and worse. We are going to have less and less energy. And then ultimately, as the stress builds and you weaken, where does that leave you? It doesn't put you in a good place. So this is my Eagle's Eye on Health today to tell you today we take action. I don't care if you threw in the towel because of all the stress of the election or the pandemic. Today, we take action. 
We eat healthy meals, three meals a day, two snacks. We're getting in vegetables. We're hydrating with all kinds of water. Not all kinds, just water, right? Stop drinking all the sodas and the wine and the beer. No, hydrate your body. Eat the vegetables, eat the fruit, eat the real food that's going to strengthen you again. Move your body. Exercise. For some of my clients, that is not an issue. They will not miss a workout. For other people, they work so hard, they work so much that they get home and they're never working out. And now they're sitting in front of the TV as well, watching the election results. And so that's not helping. So I would love to see all of you get on track today, all right? Start by making small steps back into the right place that you need to be. Eat your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, real food as much as possible, hydrate with water only today, move your body, and work your way back to a place where you're gonna feel strong, where you're gonna feel empowered, and where you are going to be able to handle the stress better than before. All right, I will get off the soapbox now and let's get back to talking about body fat scales. Apparently it's a big thing because a lot of my clients are asking me what I think of this scale, what I think of that, or sometimes they show me, look at what my body fat scale said today. Is that good? Is that bad? We need to evaluate, are these things even effective, right? Now, body fat scales are available in countless models. Body fat scales use a technology, just so you know, called bioelectrical impedance, and it estimates how much body fat you actually have. Now, when you step on the sensors of the scale, an imperceptible electrical current literally passes up one leg, across your pelvis, and then down the other leg. Because it contains much more water, muscle conducts electricity better than fat does, so the greater the resistance, the more body fat you have. And the scales use formulas to calculate a body fat percentage from this resistance information, along with other data that you enter, like your height and your weight, age, gender. And some also include a hand electrode to better estimate the overall body fat. And an increasing number come with fancy features like wireless transmission of data to your computer. They make it as fancy as they can so that it will be more and more appealing for you to buy. But are these things actually accurate? That's what everybody wants to know. Well, I wanna tell you a great part of this information today is coming from Berkeley Wellness, uh, their Berkeley Wellness newsletter. And what they're saying about accuracy is that one problem with body fat scales is that they are, in fact, inaccurate. Many variables will affect the results, including how hydrated you are, when you last ate, when you last exercised, and even whether your feet are highly calloused or even dirty, as well as the type of quality of the product itself, because there are a ton of different scales out there at all different price ranges. Now, studies have found that different body fat scales produce widely varying readings and that these often differ from standard methods of fat measurement. Devices that also have hand electrodes actually tend to be a little bit better in accuracy in case that's one that you have. 
Now, in a study published in Obesity Facts in 2008, scales with only foot electrodes underestimated body fat in people with lots of body fat and overestimated it in leaner people. Even the manuals say the devices may be less accurate for elderly people, highly trained athletes, children, people with osteoporosis, and even other types. So there were all these kind of people that it might not really work very well for, which seems to be a large amount of people. Well, guess what? Consumer reports, they don't even test body fat scales anymore because of their high rate of inaccuracies. And to me, that should say it all because Consumer Reports wants to test everything, but they seem to be over body fat scales. Then the question becomes this, do you really need a body fat scale? And it's debatable whether you need to know your body fat in the first place. Yes, body weight can be deceptive because it doesn't indicate how much is from fat, and how much is from muscle, but there's no widely accepted standard for ideal body fat as well. I mean, it depends on your age, on your sex, your fitness level, ethnicity. According to some experts, a healthy range is 23 to 33% for middle-aged women, 11 to 21% for middle-aged men, and up to 35% for older women, and 27, uh, 24% for older men. Now, athletes typically have much less body fat. In addition, more important than total body fat is the question of where the fat is distributed on the body. And body fat scales do not tell you this. So excess fat in the abdominal area, as in maybe the apple-shaped body, you may see the different body shapes. They would sit, call it an apple-shaped body with that abdominal excess fat. That is generally linked to cardiovascular diseases, diabetes, some cancers, while fat in the thighs and the hips, what we call the pear-shaped body, is not a health problem and may even be sort of protective. Now, in 2009, a study was done by obesity, and readings from two body fat scales were only weakly correlated with obesity-related risk factors, such as blood lipids and fasting blood sugar. On the other hand, some researchers say that body fat scales can be useful for tracking body fat changes over time and that they help motivate some people to lose weight. But guess what? They also say that regular scales, just weighing how many pounds you are, they offer that same motivation. Still, testing your body fat is not something you need to do on a daily or a weekly basis is what it all comes down to. Now, according to Web, WebMD, they said the problem with these devices is that they're very sensitive to hydration basically how much fluid is in your body. So it's important that you have to really strictly follow the guidelines when you weigh yourself. It can be affected by time of day, fluid, food intake, and even your menstrual cycle can affect the reading. Not to mention, don't forget the dirty feet. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So these devices just seem to be super sensitive, have so many variables, and are basically not accurate enough 
to be worth it. Now you might be asking, well then how can you measure your body fat? Well, if you really must, if you must know your body fat, the most effective way out there to measure body fat is through something called hydrostatic weighing. This method, also known as underwater weighing or hydrodensitometry, it estimates your body composition based on its density. And this technique weighs you while you are submerged underwater after exhaling as much air as you possibly can from your lungs. You're also weighed while you are on dry land and the amount of air left in your lungs after you exhale is estimated or measured. Now, all of this information is then entered into equations to determine the density of your body and your body's density is then used to predict your body fat percentage. Now, what are the advantages of doing a hydrostatic type weighing test? The advantages are it's accurate and it's relatively quick. The disadvantages is that it's difficult or impossible for some individuals to be fully submerged underwater. You literally have to be fully submerged and some people cannot and will not do it. The method requires breathing out as much air as you possibly can and then you have to hold your breath underwater and that can completely freak some people out. Now, availability is also sort of an issue. Hydrostatic weighing is typically only available at universities, medical centers, and some fitness facilities, although I really do not, I have never seen hydrostatic testing at a fitness facility. And the accuracy of hydrostatic weighing they say when tested is performed perfectly, when everything is done exactly right, the error of this device can be as low as 2% body fat. So if you really, 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 really must know, I recommend you go get a hydrostatic testing done, all right? But then the question becomes this, why? <laughs> why do you want to know your body fat so much? I personally never use body fat for my clients, we measure the body, so I definitely have them take measurements of their entire body, of their arms, their legs, their waist, their hips, their chest. We take measurements and we do weigh-ins. So I just wanna know how much you weigh altogether. I don't care about your body fat at all. Now, often just the measurements alone can tell me a lot about what's going on with your body because some people struggle to lose weight, but they're losing inches and they are on one of my strength programs. And so it becomes very obvious that they put on muscle really easily. And so the muscle is actually impacting the scale. So they're maybe not losing a lot of weight on the scale, but they're losing inches and they're really getting very toned, right? Isn't that the goal for most people? I could tell you right now, I don't wanna be skinny. I wanna be very toned and strong. And so just measurements, can help you do that without it being a body fat test. Now, I personally have never ever tested my body fat. I don't understand what it would bring to me to know what my body fat is. Sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe I should do it. It would be interesting, right? So then what am I gonna do with this number? I'm gonna get this number and it's either gonna piss me off because I'm gonna think, how could, it be, how could I have that much body fat? 
<laughs> I'm so fit. Or it's going to be an awesome number and I'm going to want to what? Show it off on social media that I have really low body fat? Well, that doesn't sound inspiring. I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so then what's the point of knowing if I have high or low body fat as long as when I go to the doctor, they say to me, your blood work is impeccable. Your cholesterol is fantastic. Everything is in check. Your weight is great. You're fit. You're healthy. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know what my body fat is. And honestly, I don't think you need to know what your body fat is either because it's just not relevant for most things that you're trying to accomplish, right? So if you're trying to lose weight, it is effective to get on the scale weekly. Many uh, research, research projects at this point have shown that getting on the scale once a week is helping people with weight loss because it, it kind of keeps you in check, right? I know some people who stop weighing in completely and they gain a ton of weight and then they just, they can't believe that they let it get that far. And had they been weighing in weekly, they might have shut it down way earlier, like years before, right? And so some people also, I have a, another old client who used to say like, sometimes I, I just sort of like go through the holidays and I eat whatever I want. She was an athlete and she'd say, I, I'd eat whatever I'd want until I hit a certain number on the scale. And whenever I hit this certain number on the scale, that was my time that I had to reel it back in. So getting on the scale, I think is a good thing. I, I don't think it has to be done daily. I don't recommend daily because I tell my clients this all the time, your weight goes up and down daily. That part's normal. So if you're an easily discouraged person and you see the weight go up one day and that's gonna discourage you and you're gonna throw in the towel, trust me, don't weigh in daily because it's gonna happen like every other day. Um, but weighing in once a week, once every two weeks maybe, just to keep in check like how everything is going, that can be effective if you're trying to lose weight or maintain weight. But knowing your body fat, meh, not really gonna help you. And honestly, I'm gonna save you a ton of money. Get a basic digital scale. I have like the, I have the greatest digital scale. If you email me, I'll send you the link. It is so basic. I got it on Amazon. It's digital. It's like, it works perfectly. It was a very reasonable price. It doesn't have anything fancy on it. It doesn't connect to my phone. I don't need my weight connecting to my phone. <laughs> it doesn't connect to anything. I get on the scale. It gives me a digital number. It tells me what it is. It's extremely accurate. And I think I've never even changed the batteries in it once yet. That's all you need. Keep it simple. Don't think, oh, I'm going to buy this expensive body fat scale and that's going to encourage me and I'm going to lose body fat. Nah, just buy the regular scale. And that's all you're going to need. So now you know, if you've asked me or you're about to ask me, should I get a body fat scale? Which scale do I recommend? And just, they're just not accurate. It's not worth it for you. It's not worth the money. I'd rather you spend all that extra money buying organic food. <laughs> all right? That's everything that I've got for you today. If you have not signed up for the holiday challenge, it is December 7th. The early bird price expires this week. So you want, why, why would you want to pay more for this program that's only $35? And we are going to help you not gain weight in December, the hardest holiday weeks there are, right? $35 is the early bird rate. Register now. Go to earnthatbody.com. 
right on the homepage it says holiday challenge info here or you can always email me kim at earnthatbody.com i will send you the link directly thank you so much for listening to the podcast today I do not do ads of any kind or sponsorships for this podcast, but what I ask in return, since I do that for you, because how annoying is it when there's like 20 minutes of ads? Could you share my podcast? Could you give it an Instagram story share? Or if you like a certain episode, share it on Facebook, because that helps more people follow the podcast. And the more people that I can spread health, fitness, and wellness information to, the better I feel about the job that I do. And that is my goal to pay health forward. So thank you again for being a podcast listener. And the Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information you can put into play right away. Have a fantastic week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com. Or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.